Trash Man. episode 14 of rspn welcome everybody to another wonderful week in the world of Alvis Porter. he is jeff and of course i am mark we're coming to you immediately with some information that we are literally watching right now um <laughs> can we just jump into an immediate question as we start this week's episode does DeJounte does Dejounte really like he has hands i think he has hands but I, I i most definitely think he has hands for Harden. so 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 james harden as we're recording right now, we're looking at James Harden bump DeJounte Murray completely out of the way as he stole a ball, laid it up, and more than likely before you hear this episode, you have already seen this footage. But if you have not seen it as of yet, hop on Sports Center's Twitter. Yeah. It's worth DeJounte it. Murray gets a steal. Very good defensive player, of course, for the San Antonio Spurs. James Harden shoves the hell out of him. And DeJounte so Murray too, man. Like, him back like, what's up? He's so passive aggressive, bro. What's wrong with this guy, man? He has everything he wants, doesn't he? Pushes him directly back like, what's up? I think that's not... uh, Who is that? Who is that? Immediately hops off the bench and gets him out of the way. I almost thought that was Nene for a second. I'm like, that's not Nene. (laughs) It's not Nene, dude. He got the Nene Nene braids. braids. That's not Nene. (laughs) And then they just showed DeJounte Murray out the way. DeJounte Murray pointed his finger in his face like, yo, what's up? Let's go. And Harden's just standing there, like, "Hey, uh, what's going on? Uh, what are you, what are you, what are you pointing at me for? What are you pointing at me for?" And um, I, I like, I'd like to think that Dejounte Murray has hands. I think, I think he has hands. I'm I wanted, sure he has hands. I wanted to Harden. That's whatever, bro. Like, I don't know. You are, the conversation no. was supposed to start with Harden's back-to-back fifty-point games, and essentially NBA Twitter just yawning at it. But um, I, I, I think I like the conversation of hands better. Yeah, yeah, I mean, why did he? Why, why did he do that? Those why things, that? those things have, and we, we've had, a, we've had a bad taste in our mouth from Houston's failed, Houston's failed protest last week <laughs> of trying to get things Clownish, set man. back to seven minutes in the fourth quarter so that Clownish. they can get their game back. But for me, for from a James Harden perspective, I ended up watching the back-to-back fifty-point games, <laughs> and you start seeing a lot more. I'm, I'm starting to to see as these posts start coming out from things like ball is life sports center bleacher report of course all the nba content that goes down on instagram as well um there's a lot more nba players or a lot more nba players in my perspective in my opinion that are starting to be on the side that cam has been very vocal about for these past few months as far as Truly appreciating these moments and not letting it go to waste as far as reading box scores. I saw Hassan right. Whiteside like one of them, where um, there was a there was a uh, there was a meme that was out where it was like a conversation, like a a normal like tweet that you would read online, and it stated that Harden to drop fifty points. One of the critiques that said, "Oh, how many free throws? Only only at three. Uh, what do you shoot? I shot fifty six percent. Did Houston win? Yeah, they won. Yeah, they won." He's like, ah, you know what? Kobe did it better. Than it. Like, <laughs> like shit, I'm yeah. like, you know what? This is this is truly where we are at with Jay, and it's it's it's, it's tough, sad. Mark. It's tough, Mark. It's it's hard to let go. Remember when I told you I was gonna try to let go, and then like, it's so funny. Literally a week before the whole let's replay eight minutes of the game 
I was on the show talking about some man. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm gonna be ready to bow I'm down. Almost soon. there. Yeah, yeah. You you know, know, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, I'm about to bow down. You know, like this makes sense. They're good. I can't hate no more. Blah blah blah. And it just looks like I still have to continue to hate, man. And, and then they lost to the Spurs in San Antonio, and Harden was like, "Hey, yo, can we run that back? Can you just give us a dub?" <sighs> Uh, well, well, I mean, it's unfair to say Harden. Let's just say the Houston Rockets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Harden didn't. I'm sure he wasn't the one who was like, "Let's replay this game." But he plays for them, so so be it. Do you think a lot of this helps uh, a case of James Harden if he wanted to go for MVP once again? We have not seen him as vocal as he was last year, as far as getting back to back MVP. The main things that we've seen was his sure. quotes on Giannis. But do you think do you think that these these back to back fifty point games and what he has done for Houston? Do you think that helps his MVP case or? Have people started moving in the direction of other players and other conversations? Uh, I mean, not that he's not playing at a high enough level to be MVP, but I don't, I don't think that that is in his cards this season. Because mainly, what people want from Houston in general is some is is something that both of us have wanted from Houston as as yeah. As I, of just, now, I just right? want to see. I just want to see them take it to the next level. I mean, it's not really about Harden at this point. I mean, yeah, we get our jokes off and he's a, a incredibly, you know, talented player. Um, but my thing is after a while, we got to just stop talking about the player. Right. So it's, it's gotta be bigger than him. Yeah. The, the, the 50 games, if, if Houston ends up winning 50 games, I don't think anybody bats an eye. I feel like if Houston even flirts with 60 games, uh, people are, are, are going to be very vocal in, 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 in championing that. But I would say a lot of the NBA atmosphere wants to just fast forward to April. Houston has done all of these moves to play specifically for April, for May, for June. I feel like it mentally people want to see that as of right now and are not getting too caught up in the things that have championed Houston in the regular season. And right. from a James Harden perspective, that ends up being bad because that's how we end up being in an area where we start uh, blinking and, 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 and scrolling past certain things where we see back-to-back 50-point games for James Harden. But it's damn near to the point that he's got to score 90 for, for, for somebody <laughs> for somebody to, uh, uh, to start truly paying attention to this. Yeah, I mean... Maybe that's what it takes. Or if he would have knocked out Javante Murray, maybe we would have been like, okay, Harden, I feel you, bro. I feel like if he knocked out Javante Murray, I'd be like, oh, look at James Harden picking a fight. Picking a fight with little Javante Murray of the San Antonio Spurs. He's just a boy and blah, 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 blah. Now, if Javante Murray knocks his ass out, we're getting, we're, there's going to be jokes oh, off it's, it's for, the rest of the, for the rest of the season. He could drop, he could drop 90. Yeah, he could drop 92. He's gonna have to drop ninety two to, to get to get rid of that stigma. Yeah, two seasons, two seasons. I don't know. We we would have to hold on to that for a while. But thankfully, you know, but, but thankfully, in Harden's case, that's not going to be going to be the case. Maybe we have a conversation on Harden as, as being an MVP once again at a later date. But as of right now, the conversation that has come with uh, the NBA and the MVP conversation in general has been uh, what we have championed as the highlights and the biggest story of the NBA. And that started showing its face very well on Friday night between the two games on ESPN, your doubleheader of the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat, as well as the Los Angeles Clippers going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We discussed it last week on last week's All Around the World, but 
as we discussed the Battle of Los Angeles, it ended up being a big Friday night for that, even if the Lakers and the Clippers don't play specifically until Christmas Day. Uh, the Clippers and the Lakers held things down late in both games. Kawhi and Paul George combined for 88 points against Minnesota. Uh, Anthony Davis ended up with 33 points and 10 assists and four huge threes as they continue to grow stronger within their Christmas Day matchups. A lot of the critique between the Lakers and Heat on Friday night at least from an early perspective, came from LeBron James looking completely out of it. Maybe it was the uh, maybe it was the South Beach diet. Maybe it was some things that he had seen in 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 eleven the previous night. Um, but he did not look himself, admittedly himself, of course, until he stated that Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins started getting on him, uh, making sure that he is aware that they have the opportunity to continue their road streak. And they ended up doing so up against the Miami Heat, who lost at the last shot from Jimmy Butler as he tried to hit a three to put it into overtime. The Miami Heat have done a very good job of being undefeated in their overtime matchups this past season. But uh, for the Heat's case, they did not have the ability to extend that out to an overtime uh, based on the call that was made on the floor that night, which has already been discussed in the last two-minute report, which I have said about as much as I can about this stupid damn last two-minute report. And I hear I hear the laugh. I hear the laughing. I knew the laughing was going to start from Friday night. Mm-hmm. I got barred up. I got, you know, you know how many areas I got swung on on Friday night. I wish I could document the different areas and apps that I got swung on. You should, you should have. It's Instagram. So crazy. We, were, we were ready to get at you. Um, did you see what was going on when you guys almost lost the OT game? Exactly. I was out. I was out at Moss Miami on Saturday night. Exactly. I, I was like. I, I jumped into the chat. So Justin said something. Go chain said something. I was like, I was like, damn man. I looked. Into, I thought. I thought y'all lost. Like I thought it, the game was over. So I went to it to check it out myself. I was like, man, if they lose against the fucking Bulls tonight. I'm gonna go crazy. It was. It was. Uh, they ended up playing. I think they ended up playing playing Dallas, where Luca went out after the first minute because of uh, uh, and a moderate ankle sprain that has been documented as of right now, and he's going to be out for at least two weeks. And unfortunately, X-rays were negative, though, so. yes, x-rays were negative. So that is a positive for Dallas. He won't lose Luca for any extended period of time. Now, uh, it could end up being important for these hold next on, few man. games hold for on, Dallas. Hold on, hold on. What happened? Y- y'all playing right now? Miami is actually playing Memphis. By the time hold this on, comes man. out, hold we're on, going on, we're going to hear the results. Let's see the score real quick, man. Are you going to check the score in the hold on, hold on. really? <laughs> really? So we don't do it, RSPM. Really? Right in now, the middle of it? The- it's halftime. It's halftime. It's oh halftime. my! Oh it's halftime. No. <laughs> it's halftime. Oh, oh no! Grizzlies. Grizzlies are up seventy-three to fifty. I don't want to. I don't want to touch this box score. I'm in it right now. Seventy-three at the half. Let me go look at Morant. Morant. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's only not seven. Not he, he, he does have nine assists. He does have nine assists. So. What's going on? He does have nine assists. Valanchunas. Valanchunas right. has seventeen. All Jackson right. has twelve. Mil- Milton has ten on y'all. Milton. <laughs> Milton. Tyler Hero. Let's see where where's um okay, Butler's he's one for three. Without using Google, can anybody tell me the the, the D in D Melton? I hope it's not defense. I hope it's not defense because this Don't, looks why terrible. Why are you being disrespectful, man? I was I was uh, Mil- 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 have about twenty five. That's that's the Anthony, man. Don't be disrespectful, man. He went to USC, man. He's a Trojan, man. Don't be disrespectful, Mil- man. Melton. 
he averages five points a game, man. You know what I'm saying? And that, of course, of and course, now, career, now, career he, night he, against the Miami. Night against the Miami. <laughs> <laughs> these things, these a, things love to happen. These things love to happen. Night. It's only halftime. Y'all probably be fine, but uh, this is a game you don't want to lose, though. All in all, though. So I mean, I mean. Hopefully not. You had the opener against the opener against Memphis, and maybe the second half ends up being something that is different. But yeah, I mean, uh, dude, I'm, I mean, I'm just teasing. Anybody can get it anytime. But seventy three to fifty eight is is not pretty. Uh, it's not a pretty number. And I know John Morant is 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 highly, and I mean, definitely not the same player that he was on opening night, at least. So I know he wants he wants that game back from what had happened uh, in an embarrassing fashion between the Heat and the. Um, and the um, and the Memphis Grizzlies on that night, but uh, relating to the uh, last two minute report that came from the Lakers and Heat game on Friday night, it, it's just to the point where I'm just like, can we can we think of a better can we think can we think of a better way to do this? I don't, I don't think no I don't way. think there's a be- I don't think there's a better way to do this. There's not. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> I, I I really just don't understand. I know I know for from a perspective of the NBA official is to save face and make sure that you know there's never going to be another situation where you have another Tim Donahue and you want to be a lot more upfront and a lot more vocal. But you end up admitting that you missed two calls: an inbound foul from LeBron who James on Jimmy Butler. Who cares? That gives him two possessions just, of the ball. I want to say something about this because it's like I, I really don't. Like if the if there was you know something wrong with officiating, I feel like that needs to stay between the officials and the NBA. There's no point to release those statements. Just get the calls right during the fucking game and move on. Because some calls, it's like I feel like they want they they want to be able to review the calls, but they don't want to stop momentum. And you know whether the players are going to get upset about it or the league's going to get upset about it, but they're going to have to take time to review some of these calls, especially if they're game changes. Now, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're going to drop the report, you know, post-game. It, what, what does that mean? You guys, the loss is still there. The L's that the L's so, L. Just get, just no get it right. Get it, get it right. Get it right the first time. And if, you, and if you have to report to the NBA and let them know what you got wrong, so be it. But I feel like the general public, there's no, there's no need for us to see that. What does that do for the fans? Besides, piss them off. And I don't. And I don't know what type of rule is going on where maybe they didn't have the ability to challenge things on on a literal last second shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the time that the shot went up and it and it and it didn't go through, LeBron is already half court dabbing everybody up. AD says celebrating, <laughs> blah blah. And I'm like, okay. I mean, there's really nothing that is. There's really there's really there's truly nothing that's going to be done with that. So the last two yeah. minute report. This ends up being something we're like, oh, we fu- oh, we screwed up again, and then um, it's 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 in an area where how do you process that as a fan? There are people who are going to be rational and start realizing that you know what, maybe you just lose the battle to Anthony Davis getting huge rebounds and literally jumping over people like <laughs> Duncan Robinson, where you're freaking seven foot tall and you're getting these huge offensive rebounds. And there are other people that might not be as rational and start looking at the other calls like, hey, did y'all miss uh, – who was it? Was it Ronda or was it Danny Green that did a double dribble right yeah. in front of the ref and he ended yeah. up not, not calling that? So there are people that will be petty in that, in, that forced, in, that, in that force of nature. But in my opinion, nothing's being reversed. The L's the L. That's it. And 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 that that is what ends up being the focus. It's like, ah, heat loss. I got swung on Instagram, Twitter. If I yeah, see like Facebook, I'm sure I can log in Facebook and I see swings on there. The you know, slack, you know, that's your fault. How's it? Right? How's it my fault? You you bring that. You bring that to yourself. I 
my keep keep in mind, I did not guarantee anything when it came with the Lakers and the Heat this week. I didn't say Lakers were going to get their ass whooped. Yeah, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to make your night. I'm about to make your night. Take, check check your text real quick. Let, let's get off this subject, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make this right for you. I would I, love I would love the fact that I would love. I know seeing see that halftime that halftime score was rough. I know what happened against the Lakers is rough, so I wanted to bless Man, you. If you don't get out that damn tub, what the hell is this? That <laughs> was this. If you don't get out that damn tub, what was I about to say? Uh, it does look. It does look good. Oh yeah, yeah. What was I going to say? I um, I love to be in an area where where people people that were outside people that are outside of South Florida. You don't even know where to go where to go from there now. No, not necessarily, because it's just like people outside of South. There were a lot more people outside of South Florida that were um, open to stating that you have a big statement game from the Miami Heat, where they not, where they may not have necessarily won, but you ended up going up against the best team in the NBA as of right now, all the way to the final shot in a game where I was seeing comments like, "Oh, it's going to be a twenty point blowout, thirty point blowout. Y'all are going to suck." And then you you fight them all the way until the very end, and all missed calls aside, mm-hmm. you had a, you had a huge damn, you had a huge damn game. Even if there wasn't a, even if there wasn't a last two minute report, I was proud of what had happened and the fight that it came from the Miami Heat at that time. But you know, it ends up being oh, it was the fight doesn't matter. Yeah, the fight don't matter. You know, you already know how shit go, man. You, the fight doesn't matter, bro. You still lost, and it just is what it is. The plus that came from that, though, I feel What's like this. I feel like the, the two the two highlights from that game have ended up being the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Players of the Week. You have LeBron James, who had an incredible week um, outside of you know the first half of that Lakers Heat game, and he ends up being the Western Conference Player of the Week. But I'd like to give a very slow clap to Bam Adebayo, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Good for him, man. Good for him. Has fought his ass off. <clears throat> stayed patient with everything from Hassan Whiteside and that era. That you, think, over, you think that'll be his his highest achievement for his career? Um, no. All star. <laughs> All star. I I, I I I had to process that disrespect. <laughs> I had to process that disrespect in my head and just realize what the is hell that, did that just ask me? I know, right? I was like, and, man, gonna, but, all star, all stars in his future. All stars mm. in his future. Really, in my opinion, I think he's not. I think he, I think he's a really good player. I don't think. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't want to necessarily he a, is he a say future NBA champion. Um, I would love that, but as far as his all star, probably be disgruntled before y'all make it. As far as his all star <laughs> perspective, when will, I, when, will, when will he be all star? Who is who? Does he going to get all star over when that time comes? I don't think it has to be necessarily over. I feel like his name should be included. You think, you think they're just gonna like scoot him in because because of the injury? Well, he's he's high, in my opinion, and from what I have seen, a lot of different opinions as far as being the most improved player um, as of as of now. I, I think feel Andrew, like I think Andrew Wiggins is the most improved player as of now. Oh, for the love of God! So, his his name so. should be above. His name should be within the Eastern Conference forwards that you have the ability to choose from in the All Star Game. Now that we're completely removed from being uh, centers right. in the All Star Game as well, um, I feel like it happens soon. Okay, well, we'll see. Like maybe, maybe next season. I feel like it. No, not next season. Not next month. 
Next, <laughs> said, baby, not next season, next month. What's so funny about that? I mean, you know, you could, dude. I'm not, I'm not saying that can't happen. I would like to put my neck out and state that it's going. I, I would like to put my neck out and state that this will happen for Bam out of Bayou. Okay, you going down the store for that? I will be, I will be very happy for Bam if he ends up getting that with Jimmy Butler. Who, I mean, tough. I mean, do we even have tough. to ask? Do we have to ask about All Star Weekend? Tough. 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 Uh, I mean, <clears throat> most improved player, maybe All Star, maybe, or maybe this is his highest achievement for his career. And it will. Stay I mean, for way. now. I mean, for now. For now, yes. I said, I said it may stay that way. It may stay that way. You know what? You know, we don't really know what's gonna happen, right? He could fall off tomorrow. Could fall off. Are you? Are you wishing that? For, are you wishing that for my MIP? Do you I know never, how to spell MIP? I would never miss. I, I don't. I don't want to wish those things for the Heat. I have a lot of respect for the Heat. You know, how to spell MIP B A M. That's how you spell MIP this year. Okay. Well, we're gonna see. I think. I think Wiggins is Wiggins is a better player. Definitely, obviously, but. He might be most improved, man. Better most player. What's Wiggins averaging right now? Cool, 25, 26. 25. Tied 13th in the league. His rebounds are up. Assists are up. Know, so you're man. putting Wiggins. So, so we're putting Wiggins against Bam for MIP. How old is Bam right now? 19? Bam 20? is not nice. Oh, 19? Really? <laughs> really? He come fresh out of high school? No, he's he's at least. Um, Bam is he's over 21. Oh, he's 22. He's 22. Yeah, Wiggins is only 24. Isn't that weird to think about? Sure. I feel like these niggas been in the league forever. Could have could have um could have fooled me. Anyway, only 24. Have you got he's six more years of that? He's 24. Six more years of averaging 25 a game. Yeah. Until he until he's uh, averaging 25 a game. You see he's gonna average 25 until he's 30? Hell yeah, he's he gonna average more than that. He's he gonna be averaging 30 next season. Oh yeah, the fuck right. I I, I, I you know what? I was I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna I, that that was the one thing that actually made me curse this week. I was trying to cool down on the curse. I was trying to cool down on the cursing. Come on, man. I was trying to cool Why? down on the cursing. Why? You God's Why? man now? You playing God, God man? No. Why are you not cussing this week? What's going on I'm, with you? After after being around Moss Miami four. Oh nigga, court, please. And seeing all of the love that had came out for the Dan Levitard show, of course, one of my biggest influences and one of my favorite uh, sports shows, of course, uh, in my time of watching sports. Um, you know, there was a lot of Disney love in the building. I started uh, seeing some Bob Iger chants. I started, okay. I, started, I started thinking about you and I. I was like, you know what? Maybe we could wear that Mickey Mouse hat. Maybe we could wear that Mickey Mouse hat. I mean, I, I would, I would work for the, I would work for the mouse. Um, I have no issues with the mouse personally, but they're gonna have to take my foul mouth with them, so, which I think they would accept. Now, if they came to us and said, "Hey, we're gonna need you niggas to turn it down," and they have to say that, <laughs> that's the only, that's the only. <laughs> they have to say it in that in that fashion. Yeah, like they have to say, "We gonna, I'm gonna need you niggas to tone it down," <laughs> and I'd be like, "You know what? I respect that." <laughs> Until somebody overhears it and, and does it and, and, and right. thing, I gotta be white. But you gotta be oh for the way. Anyway. But I, I would definitely sign just up. like that. Our Disney stock, <laughs> just like that. Our Disney stock, I could see it pouring down the drain already. I would definitely sign a lucrative deal with the mouse 100%. I have no issues with that. I could already see, yeah. If y'all want to keep the format that you guys have, I think we have a 3 a.m. slot for you guys, and we're <laughs> just gonna be like, oh, for the god. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask him how much the money is because I wake up at 3 a.m. to talk to you for an hour and a half. 
Who's gonna vote to watch this at 3 a.m. on a weekday? Who cares? How lucrative is it? Well, you know what? The way we can promote we, in the morning. We can the way streaming the thing, the way streaming things have been going down. Yeah. The way streaming yeah. things have been going down. We'll be, we be on, Mark. That'd be our time slot, nigga. 3 a.m. boys. Disney. Yeah, yeah. 3 a.m. Disney. <laughs> I'm gonna be on uh, I'm gonna be on Disney Channel with the wand. <laughs> this is Planet Chanel boy, and you're watching that will never ever happen. You will not be on Disney Channel with the wand. I'm gonna be on Disney Channel with the wand, bro. No, absolutely yeah. not. Just yeah, so they can show a, a Wizards of Waverly Place marathon right here with RNC Radio, RSPN, my nigga. And then I'm gonna make the, I'm gonna draw the mouse. Uh, that is that is not Disney Channel will get shut down. Imagine yeah, seeing that before your 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 throwback episode of Even Stevens. I don't think they will, bro. I don't think they will. They're gonna give us our own show too, which we do need. Our own cartoon? All right, our own cartoon sounds lucrative. Our own cartoon <laughs> sounds lucrative. Live action. Us. Live all right, live action is not <laughs> live action is not happening. I need to be on camera. Oh my god. You know what? I, I am very excited this week because we do have a special guest that we are going to have after the commercial break as uh before we get to the remainder of the uh the remainder of these topics. We have NBA Twitter and G League writer for SB Nation. Dakota Schmidt is on with us this week to discuss everything that's coming up with the G League Winter Showcase. Uh, so that is going to be an exciting conversation you will not want to miss after the commercial break. But before we get to that, I feel like there was... Oh, you know what? There was some news. What's that? This news was supposed to be an exclusive because... Let me tell you what happened in Mouse Miami before. Hey man, <clears throat> Ty Ty said that he got Valachunas looking like Shaq in '96. Oh, oh so, <laughs> you know, so now, so now people watch Heat games, right? You know, people, people love to watch Heat games. Justin like, said, Justin said "Damn, damn, Grizzlies don't even got ten wins. Wow, that's that's amazing. People just love to watch Heat games, all of a sudden, huh? But this this news that I was going to have was supposed to be an exclusive. Let me tell you what happened in Miami Miami before. So everybody is out to um, enjoy the show. Everybody's, you know, uh, they're they're serving drinks. There's music. Yeah. Um, How fucked up were you? Everybody's enjoying the experience. I was not fucked up. I only had I only had one drink because, of course, driving to West Palm, Miami, is not an easy task. So, um, I was the only one there. I didn't I didn't have anybody with me. Uh, I, I was mainly here to to you know meet uh, some of the students of the show. Um, right. I had a I had a good conversation. I had a good conversation with Roy. Shout out to Roy. Um, I'm not sure if he will ever hear this, but uh, there was a good conversation as far as representation on um, uh, ESPN and as far as these radio channels, as far as these radio broadcasts in general. So he really did appreciate yeah. um, knowing that we are happy for him and and his in his position of producing for this show. So that was amazing. Um, but with that, I ended up. Enjoying the scenery, you know, drinking, people watching, and there was a conversation that was behind me of this guy that was supposedly like this Heat insider that works okay. for the Heat. Okay. I didn't know what he was. I didn't know what his actual position was, but uh, he was spit to this random guy. So you know how like you sit back, you're, you're just, like, just like people watching, enjoying the conversation. And you sit back and you hear this conversation that you're not supposed to be hearing. And you're trying to pretend that you don't hear it, so you kind of right. like stare off into the distance, pretend you're not, trouble. pretend you're not listening to every single word. But I am fully focused on the conversation because he's spilling everything on what happened with the Dion Waiters gummies, mm. what happened exactly on the plane, mm. 
what has been happening backstage that nobody has specifically said, and I won't leak that as of right now, just in case there's anybody listening. But he goes into detail on the latest suspension of Dion Waiters that actually ended up happening. I think it was rumored to happen that night. The news that it came out within the past weekend is that the Heat are preparing to move on from Dion Waiters. And at that point, I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, you could say it. How how easy is it going to be to ship him out to somewhere? It's, it's not going to be easy. Right. But with that came the next suspension <clears throat> that also dropped this weekend. So as that news came, the guy is giving this information. And I'm completely listening. I'm like, oh, my God, RSPN is about to be so fire. I'm about to leak <laughs> all, all this shit. Because he was going into detail like, yeah, Deion Waiters had told the Miami Heat he's sick and he can't go on these games and yada, yada, yada. And they caught him on a damn boat enjoying life, not coming up to work, and now he's suspended again. So when I hear that, I'm like, oh, ain't this a bitch. You mean you tell me he's playing hooky? Yeah. I mean, bro, he, he not right, bro. He's not right. He got he to gotta get right. I hope he gets help, man. And now the news had officially came out on Monday uh, morning that they ended up catching him playing hooky, suspended, and this is uh, now something that people are trying to analyze is how many times can he get suspended? Oh, maybe this is a money-saving thing. Oh, Deion Waiters needs to be traded, but then where are you going to trade him to? So all different types of conversations are coming from this Deion Waiters thing, and it's just completely – it's it's just – I'm to the point where I want it to happen, but – who is going to end up taking that after seeing him take so long to recover from this injury and get himself back mentally as far as getting back in shape? Now the in shape isn't even 100% yet. He's taking gummies, passing out. So no California team wants him because they already know that's a wrap as soon as he makes his way to California. Any, any, any team that got illegal in the state, don't sign this man. Portland, Portland more than likely doesn't want it. You already know that's a wrap. Denver, Denver doesn't want it. No, that's a wrap. And then you, you you get the other suspension that comes from you know hopping on Instagram and saying, oh well, anybody could win with LeBron James and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and 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 your subliminals against Tyler Hero, who has ended up completely outplaying you. And now we're at the area where you're playing hooky. So <laughs> it's like who who's going to even risk that? Um, I mean, nobody, I mean, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody should, um, you guys got to get them off somehow. Right. I I feel like it's getting close to where you guys just going to let them go. If anybody then get it down, if anybody can get it done, it's Pat Riley, but, but where though, I think like, I don't, I feel like it's a difficult task at this point. You know, when like the player knows the team wants him gone. So he makes it difficult as well. I think the Knicks would take him. You know what, Mark? I think the Knicks would take him. You gotta, because if you're gonna if you're gonna pitch him off to somebody, it's gotta be someone desperate, right? But then who do you even get? You know what? New York. You're not gonna get now. Now, now you're not gonna get much more. You gotta understand that. Like that that comes with this. That comes with this. Wherever this slide, this slide, Pat Riley a C note. This slide, Pat Riley a C note. New York. You got Deion Waiters <laughs> immediately. Just one C note. If you want to yeah. slip some other stuff in there. Oh, and would you would you look at that? All of a sudden, the Heat Grizzlies are a six point game. I mean, come on. We're not denying that, man. Come on, man. We, Would you look at that? We're going to get our jokes off, Mark. Marcus. 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 Oh, look at that. G League highlight. Kendrick Nunn. Possible rookie of the year. Oh, another G League highlight. Derrick Jones Jr. And Duncan Robertson. Right. 
12 points okay. on how many threes? Let's see how many threes Duncan's got tonight. Oh, is that four or six from three? Okay. Four or six? What's Bam doing? Uh, my MIP is. MIP. He's got 9-9. Nine, nine, he's got 9-9-4. You know, flirting, flirting with triple doubles. I mean, tough. I mean, that's just. Huh. Tough. Tough. He's flirting with triple double, huh? Yep. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Dakota. I'm gonna ask Dakota how he feels about about these G League players who have been coming into the NBA and making names for themselves. Bro, we know. I, I mean, you're, you're right. Let's just ask Dakota because it's a nice it's a nice conversation that I think we'll have. But of course, our our focus with Dakota Schmidt is going to be everything that is coming from the G League Winter Showcase that is going down this Thursday, going to this Sunday on many different ESPN channels, NBA TV and NBA G League.com. Now we'll talk to him with a special segment after this break, but let's take a break and get to the perfect plays of the week. Shout out to the perfect play team once again for coming through for our plays of the week. Make sure you are heading to theperfectplay.co for everything immediate in our music, culture, sports, and news. You will see all of that in perfect fashion at theperfectplay.co. So let's take a break and we'll come back. It is RSPN on RNC Radio. We will be back with Dakota Schmidt after this. Yeah. Technical foul has been called on Rajon Rondo. Three. Butler, push ahead to Robinson. He leaves it for Jones. Timeout Atlanta. Man, this just just an incredible play here. Robinson just throws that up, knows that Jones is a high flyer. CW forcing another turnover by Milwaukee. Long pass ahead to Gordon. Dumps it in. Let's go back and look at the dunk by Aaron Gordon again. Just Morant with a running start. Oh, it's blowing dunks. Oh, my goodness. John Morant with elevation. Cleared out last time. Well, they cleared it out this time. Come get some Aaron. away. They're clearing out the whole right side for Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose against Drew Holiday, and he's got a little mid-range. That's it. It's over. Detroit Pistons win it and got what they wanted at the end of the game. All right, we are back. RSPN on RNC Radio, episode 14. He is, of course, I am Mark. What's going on, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Shout out to everybody who has enjoyed the perfect plays of the week. Of course, shout out once again to Huey, the captain of the perfect play team, and of course, everybody else who was involved in the perfect play yeah. as well. Make sure that you are visiting theperfectplay.co for everything immediate that comes from our music, our culture, and everything that you would like to enjoy at an immediate pace, a perfect place as well. From the Perfect Play team, so shout out Perfect Play team once again for taking care of our Perfect Plays of the week. Very good highlights that we had this week in the Perfect Plays. Derek Rose hitting a great game winner. We had um, 
Another Aaron Aaron Gordon two weeks in a row. Another one. It might it may be time to it may be time to show some respect. Yeah, we had a couple we had a couple that you know didn't ended up not making the cut, and it's completely understandable. Shout out to Bradley Beal. He had an amazing play that I wanted to have on perfect plays of the week. Um, there was another one from Jamal Murray. Some people that had, some people that unfortunately did, did not make the cut, but the top five that ended up making it this week were very exciting as we get closer into the Christmas Day game. And that will be a, an episode next week that I'm sure everybody. Uh, within the RSPN faithful is going to love. So shout out to the perfect plays this week. Now, our special guest that we have this week is somebody that I've been very excited to have on with us, a very well-known, very well-respected figure in NBA Twitter. You can read all of his words on RidiculousUpside.com via the SB Nation team. He's on with us this week to discuss not only his love for the G team, but everything relating to the G League Winter Showcase that is going down this Thursday, December 19th, going all the way into Sunday. We have Dakota Schmidt on with us to discuss everything with the G League Showcase. Dakota, how are you? Um, I am doing good, and I am honored to be on this podcast, our podcast slash show, whatever uh, this is. And I'm also... um, Honored that you call me a well-respected part of NBA Twitter. I've never <laughs> been called that before. Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen everybody. I've seen everybody messing with ridiculous upside, dealing with everything that is going on for the coverage with the G League. So I would be honored myself to actually call you our official. Not only is this your debut, but our official Ooh. G League correspondent. Wow, let's get it. Let's get it. Ooh, official. <laughs> All right. There's some big. Uh, we needed it. We needed it. Let's we go. Needed it. I'm honored. Big exactly. Big exactly. Exactly. Our normal. Our normal G League coverage has come from certain perspectives, and we and we will get to that in an actual moment. But um, there has been not only some news that has come out this week, today specifically for uh, the future of the G League, but this itself, this Winter Showcase, is going to be exciting for the fans of the G League currently, and those who actually want to watch a lot more G League content. Mm -hmm. Uh, The G League Winter Showcase is something that is not new to the G League, of course, but this is a brand new format that they're going to be experimenting with, where they have a seeding with all 28 teams, and essentially from Thursday through Sunday, you'll see all 28 teams playing each other in some form or fashion as they uh, are going to win a couple of different things for their specific team. What are they actually um, playing for specifically, Dakota? Um, it's it's kind of like um, there is a special championship bracket for the four teams. Ever those uh, teams this first twelve game, and there's a, a separate uh, showcase event for the other uh, twenty four teams that weren't able to make it into that top four uh, for the bracket to get a winner of the title, saving $100,000 that goes out to all of the players on that particular G League roster. And for the other teams, it's basically, basically the kind of showcase um, they've been uh, having for the past decade plus, and that's essentially... Um, having the players showcase their skills in Las Vegas in front of uh, numerous 
uh, uh, scouts, executives, both in the NBA and uh, overseas. Now, one thing that I actually ended up liking a lot out of this is something that uh, it, it's, it's essentially a topic that that Jeff and I have covered on on RSPN recently as well. Uh, there's been an interest within these past few years and going into the next decade where uh, Commissioner Adam Silver seems very uh, interested more than our previous years, of course, in the NBA as far as experimenting with brand new things. Yeah. Uh, the D League has admittedly been an area where they have um, experimented with new rules. We've had things such as the new free throw rule being experimented in the G League. We have this tournament that is going on with brand new seeding. And in time, I believe Adam Silver is going to want to start experimenting uh, with the actual NBA in itself and and having certain tournaments like this during that winter time uh, and and, and have things shake up where it's not just 82 games of a regular game and, and and the NBA playoffs, of course, you're going to have things that can excite different teams and different perspectives of NBA fans as well. How 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 have you felt with um, this commissioner being so more open to changing things around and experimenting, not only in the G League but hopefully soon in the NBA as well? Um, I am. I guess the word that I would use is intrigued. Um, other times, like uh, this plan for like um, a midseason tournament uh, where the the winner gets a draft pick. I you know really don't know how that would work in terms of, like players as uh, actually tournament because of you know a draft pick would. Uh, mm-hmm. And the spot of a player that's actually on that uh, current team, but in terms of um, Silver experimenting with rules at the G League level, like you mentioned, um, they're currently experimenting with a free throw rule in the G League, where in the first 46 minutes of the game, so all the game before the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, every free throw is. All teams shoot one free throw, whether it's on the three-point shot, whether it's on the two-point mm-hmm. shot, and, of course, you know, for an and-one situation. And that's, you know, meant to uh, speed up the pace of the game. And it definitely has. And, you know, it's been implemented for now uh, more than a month. And I've, uh, as a fan of uh, the G League and somebody that watches a lot of games, it's something that I've already, you know, got gotten used to. Because in the first few days, you know, you kind of, as a basketball fan, have, um, like, the schedule or, like, the thing you do when a team shoots free throws. You, you know, scroll through Twitter or whatever during that time. You kind of, you know, take your attention away, away from the game. Mm-hmm. And when I did that for, for uh, say, in the first uh, few um they says current current G season. I missed the action, <laughs> some of the action because yeah. the they only shot one free throw, and you know it obviously took uh, less time. Yeah, that is that is very true, and and I do believe that there's a lot of different action that is going to be going down starting this Thursday in the Mandalay Bay Resorts and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, um, if you are not familiar with the NBA G League schedule, a lot of this will be based on TV. So. Um, between Thursday and Sunday, there are going to be games on ESPNU, NBA TV, 
uh, ESPN Plus. If you have ESPN Plus, we have some games on ESPN News, and of course, um, a lot of the games going down on NBAGLeague.com. There's even some on ESPN too. So, for those who are interested in watching, exactly. If the, yeah. For those who are interested in watching the Winter Showcase this weekend, essentially, you can just make sure that you are staying tuned for everything that is going on on ESPN and, of course, NBAGLeague.com. ESPN, you, two, NBA TV will mainly be your areas where you can watch those based on your cable subscriber. ESPN Plus will be the one uh, where you will have to pay a little bit extra. But it's only it's it's like $5 a month. Yeah, be just, do it. just do it. Just do it. Yeah, it won't, won't, won't be that bad. What is one thing that you are looking forward to the most in this uh, Winter Showcase, Dakota? Just... Uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, title tournament itself between uh, four teams. I don't have my article in front of me because I'm trying to say bandwidth. By the top of my head, it is the Salt Lake City Stars, the Wisconsin Herd, the Memphis Hustle, and the Grand Rapids Shot. Those four teams will be competing um, in the title tournament. But I'm looking uh, forward to watching uh, some of the the, the players have really, really caught my attention over the course of the first um, month of the season. And obviously, as this uh, interview goes on, you know, I'll be uh, talking more about, you know, those uh, individual guys. Well, let's, let's actually get into that, because you know, I know that there are uh, many fans of the NBA and, and, of course, the WNBA as well that want to get a little bit more into G League. One, they might not know the exact schedule, and that's understood just due to the fact that, uh, you know, the G League can be uh, on several different channels and, and several different areas. But for those who want to get more into G League content, as the NBA and Adam Silver, of course, has has focused so much in taking, it's almost like taking the minor out of the uh, negative connotation that comes with and came with the D-League when it was the D-League, changing it into the G-League started transitioning it into a much better aspect. But with that, people that are going to want to be more invested into the G-League will want to know the stars that are currently making a lot of noise out of there and could potentially be seen very soon, say, on an NBA team. So who are like some of the, your favorites uh, athletes that have been going on in the G League, and essentially, who should who should we pay attention to when it comes to watching this tournament this weekend? Um, there have been a lot of players that have uh, caught my eye during the first month, and I've actually wrote about some of the players uh, on ridiculous ups. But uh, some names that I think uh, fans should keep their eye on are Rayshon Tucker of the Wisconsin Herd, uh, Sir Dominic Pointer of the Cannon Charge, uh, B.J. Johnson, who's with Orlando, so he'll be with the uh, Lakeland uh, Magic, and two guys on the South Bay Lakers, uh, Devonta Kaycock and uh, Gary Payton the uh, second. Uh, who does um, Gary Payton the second plays for? He plays South for Bay. Uh, the Lakers squad, isn't it? Ah, uh, okay, okay. Oh, South Bay, okay. Yes. Have they have they been have they been the players that have just been getting a lot of highlights when it comes to G League highlights or is it mainly like uh, the the top players in the G League that have been holding things down for their team? Mostly uh, top uh, players in the G League that are holding down Gary Payton. He's you know such a superb athlete that you know he's been getting uh, his own highlights and the the G League has been different uh, this year because there's um, the crop of talent is uh, so deep in my 
personal opinion, but there's like mm-hmm. two guys that um, big time networks like Bleacher Report, ESPN, I've been focusing on, and obviously those are two players, uh, Bull Bull and uh, Taco Fall. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, I yeah, couldn't even remember that. that, that yeah, yeah that, that Taco had made his way from Boston and now made, made his way over to the G League. Okay, those yes. are definitely some names that we'll start paying attention to because, admittedly, Jeff and I uh, have not had the best uh, G League coverage within no. RSP oh, this past season. That's why it's important to have Dakota on here, though. Exactly. Exactly. Having an official I'm here G League. Yeah, exactly. Having an official G League correspondent is important because from our perspective, when when we're covering um, a lot of things that have been going on week to week within the NBA, our biggest um, coverage that has come from the G League has come from a discussion that came within the past year or I want to say between the past year or two when it comes to um, what Commissioner Adam Silver wants for the G League uh, when it comes to the younger players that are coming out of high school and start thinking about their careers in the NBA. Within the past few years, we've had many amazing high school talents. And the main option that they've had damn near since forever, since they stopped ending, since since they ended people coming out of high school in, I want to say, early 2000, I want to say 2004, 2005, was the one and done rule. So when you come out of high school and you start looking at options to make it to the NBA, uh, you will have to start going into university, thinking about your free education, and that's amazing, but mainly players that are going to be going to college are highly interested in making it into the league as soon as possible. And with that comes all of the controversies that have come with the one and done rule. But, you know, it's, it's important to have something laid out for players who are good enough uh, out of, out of high school to just come to the league, even if that is the G league, because you got situations. I mean, I remember Kyrie, Kyrie played like three, four games for Duke. Exactly. He was he was ready. Like, you know, he, he it didn't even matter. He, he could have been ready and uh, he still did his time at Duke. But there, some of these kids are going to be ready. And if they're not ready for, you know, playing for the Lakers or playing for the Miami Heat, they're definitely ready to play G League ball, you know, mm-hmm. get their game up and then take it to the next level after that. And not just that, but get paid. Right. I mean, that's the that's the other thing. If the NCAA doesn't want to compensate. Uh, talented players coming out of high school, then they say, okay, well, I'm going to forego that and just go to the G League and get something. Before last season, they implemented, started to implement something called the Professional Path Program for a uh, elite um, high school uh, graduates that um, want to have the option of, you know, avoiding or skipping college and, you know, playing uh, pro ball. And you know, ever since that uh, program has been started to get implemented, and uh, I guess unfortunately for uh, the G League, no players have uh, taken that path. Instead, you know, we've seen guys like R.J. Hampton and L- uh, Lamelo Ball, you know, head over to uh, Australia because they have their own um, uh, high school elite high school program in uh, in the Next Stars. And um, Hampton and Ball have taken the next stars um, mm-hmm. path to Australia, and I believe the main reason uh, behind that deals with how in the G League professional path uh, program, when after those um, high school graduates sign what is called a select contract, where they would get a hundred twenty-five thousand 
uh, for the season. The G League itself does everything uh, for the player. And, you know, while that may be good when it comes to putting them into, like, um, summer programs and allowing them to get education through the G League's affiliation with Arizona State, it also has um, uh, disadvantages. For example, the uh, the prospect um, themselves don't get to decide which team uh, they're going to play with when uh, the G League uh, season starts. Oh, okay. That could be, I mean, that, that definitely helps with making sure that uh, people don't start forming specific super teams and we start having that issue start going on. Right, right, right. So that's something that could think uh, you could just go to G League and then just go where you want right after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That ends up hel- helping up with that so that that controversy doesn't ending, end up being out over there. But from a fan's perspective, Dakota, how, how exciting would that be to have, you know, these elite high school athletes uh, pursuing this route and, and, and chasing that in the G League? I think it would be really exciting for whomever the the money equivalent for LaMelo or Archer Hampton uh, to go to G League. And I would obviously love to have somebody that uh, covers it and wants more attention dedicated to G League with that, you know, because that ends up going to a ridiculous upside. Um, that would be extremely exciting, but um, I think the G League is going to have to try to figure out how to uh, mend that rule because, you know, like we've seen players like Hampton, Lamelo Ball, even going back a few years ago with Terrence Ferguson. Uh, even Brian Bowen uh, last year, who's now a two-way player in the G League, uh, they decided, oh, you know, to the other side of the uh, globe, playing Australia rather than staying in the U.S. or or going to Canada to uh, play in the G League. Yeah, exactly. Like, imagine how amazing that would be having uh, a person who has specifically said that he's going to be a number one draft pick in LaMelo Ball. Imagine having that in the G League and having a star like that to yes, watch in and out yeah. every single night. That is definitely something. I, think, I mean, that's what it's going to get to. I think that's that's clearly the plan, uh, probably in the grand scheme of it all. You know, mm-hmm. it, make it to where uh, that, in that point, it's going to apply a lot of pressure to NCAA as well. Like, if it gets to the point where, you know, the kids are just going to leave, come to the G League, and, like, they're clearly, you know, top five picks or lottery picks, and they're deciding, I'm not going to university, hey, man, it's going to be exciting. I mean, it's going it's to make everybody watch for sure. Exactly. And, and and it's just like what uh think of like what what what, what Triple H is doing with with NXT as far as yeah. no, that's moving. Like, bro, Mark, literally. Like it's you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. If After a while, remove, it's it's a stage show, you know, it's important. Removing all the indie from that and 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 having it sit as its own entity is something that I'm sure Adam Silver has in its vision. And it would be an amazing vision if it had that, but as of now I know that things have been so focused on developmental and gradually G league has done a quality job in doing uh, what they have in for the past three years in developmental. But I would love to see G league eventually start becoming its own entity with these stars and being almost uh, like a, a very quality alternative um, to those who watch NBA and want some more of the NBA content without um, all the things that may come with that. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to help U.S. the host on the on what you're kind of talking about uh, with the G League. It's kind of being uh, put as the second best, promoted to being the second best uh, pro league 
in the world. And I I, I had felt that you were going in one direction and going into uh, some news that uh, went down today that could be gigantic for the G League and that deals with uh, unionization. Oh, yes. That news actually ended up dropping earlier this morning where it looks like the NBA Players Association or the National Basketball Players Association is meeting up with the G League uh, within this week to discuss some things as far as making a union for these players and everybody related to the G League, right? Uh, yes, the, um, the, the, um, the agents of the G League players and the players themselves are going to be, meet up, be meet, meeting up with representatives of the NBPA uh, or National Basketball Players Association um, this weekend in Las Vegas, you know, during the uh, G League Winter Showcase to uh, talk, um, collect the bargaining, to talk about unionization in terms of and help with benefits like uh, salaries and uh, improved uh, travel, which are two things that have been a, um, I guess, a negative when it comes to the G League from the uh, perspective of the uh, players. That sounds amazing. So yeah, if, if, if you're if you're going to be moving into that perspective of, of getting into that area of being a, a much better alternative, things like these are definitely a positive when you start discussing uh, not only more lucrative contracts, but there's also player benefits mm-hmm. and things that NBA players receive automatically once they sign their rookie contract and everything's good to go. But the G League at this point in time, when you start thinking of the future, and especially this next decade in the NBA as well, these are things they're going to want and hopefully they are going to be able to get it as well. Yes. And I would like to point out the, that the current uh, G League president, Sharif Abdurrahim, uh, supports the uh, players' rights to uh, unionize. That's perfect. So hopefully more news will come with that as these details start moving into the G League Winter Showcase. Of course, again, the G League Winter Showcase goes down this Thursday, the 19th, going into this Sunday, the 22nd at the Mandalay Bay Resorts and Casino in Las Vegas. Uh, One last question, Dakota, before we wrap up. This is admittedly a very selfish question for myself and Jeff. <laughs> Jeff is going to uh, completely understand because he hears it every single week. But from uh, from my perspective, from what I have seen from G from the G League directly, has been three stars of the Miami Heat that have done very well within these past few weeks in Duncan Robinson, Derrick Jones Jr., and of course a rookie that has had his name sprinkled in the conversations of the rookie of the year in Kendrick Nunn, and that has been exciting from the perspective of the fan of the Miami Heat. But how exciting has it been to see these G League stars thriving and having career nights on this grand stage like the NBA? Man, it's always great to see uh, G League alums shine in the NBA because it brings more prestige to the G League as a developmental uh, platform. Before uh, none, of course, we saw guys like Alex Caruso, Seth Curry, Robert Covington um, all utilize the uh, G League to become solid NBA players. And, you know, now with Kendrick Nunn as a. viable uh, rookie of the year option with his great play with the um with the Miami Heat, Duncan Robinson <laughs> shooting mm-hmm. like crazy mm-hmm. with the heat, which is something that I saw with the Sioux Falls Sky Force, but 
Man, his career night. Not on this level, right? Um, his career night, um, I believe it was last week, um, where he had like 10 threes or something like that. Against it the was, Atlanta Hawks. It was more efficient than his best game at the G League level, which is which is crazy because That's obviously right. the, the competition in the NBA, even with um, uh, below average teams, below average NBA teams like the Atlanta Hawks, is better than uh, – what Robinson would would have gotten, you know, on a nightly basis in the G League. So, yeah, and also Derek Jones Jr., when he was in the G League, he was an automatic watch whenever he stepped on the court because his athleticism is just phenomenal. He might be one of the best dunkers that I've seen play both in the G League and just just in general. His hops, he really can't <laughs> say enough about how great of an athlete he is. Exactly. So hopefully within this next showcase, we are going to see some of our brand new G League stars hopefully come up to the NBA and start making names for themselves in that fashion if they make it to an NBA team. But again, this Sunday, the winter, well, this Thursday, my apologies, the winter showcase going down on ESPNU, NBA TV, G League, NBA G League.com, ESPN News, ESPN Plus, and of course, ESPN2. If you are looking for any further details that are going on with not only the Winter Showcase, but anything going on with the G League as well, you can follow Dakota Schmidt at Dakota underscore S-C-H-M-I-D-T. And of course, all of his words and his verbiage for the NBA G League on RidiculousUpside.com for SB Nation. Absolutely. So Dakota, it has been a pleasure having you. Thanks for coming on, for real. Hopefully we will be able to have a whole lot more from you as things start heating up and more things start becoming positive as far as news and details within the NBA G League. So thank you so much for being on with us with your debut of RSPN. Yeah. All right. I've been uh, I've been honored to uh, join you guys tonight. Thank you, man. We'll, yeah, we'll hope to hear more awesome. from you. No problem. All right, before we get to all around the world this week, uh, what are our shout-outs? Shout-outs are pretty brief this week. Shout-out to Vucci Main, Nikola Vucevic, finally back after an ankle injury. You think he'll get another cover? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he gets another cover. We 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 put the ice cream tat on him last year. <laughs> I don't it's know if he gets another cover because um, Markel Fultz and Aaron Gordon have been holding down the Orlando Magic. In his absence, but of course he will add some more uh, to Orlando as he is finally back. Uh, shout out to Bronny James. He had a career high 15 points and an MVP win versus his father's yeah, old high school. His mom was going hard, man. Yeah, it was amazing to see not only his mom, Savannah, of course. Savannah. Did I just, I don't know. Yeah, what did you just, what'd you call her? I wanted to say Savannah, but I guess I took the S out of it and put a Yeah, you just called Avana. No, it, I, I had Savannah in my head. I don't know why I ended up being you had her in your head. of of Vanna. Don't Mark Jackson me with this. Don't You're Mark nasty. Jackson me with this. You're a nasty nigga, man. But I you gave LeBron's wife a nickname. You understand? I, what? No, I'm just you understand that, right? You're gonna put. You know what? You're gonna have some. You're gonna have some hitters outside my front door that are gonna be all dressed up in uninterrupted shirts and. I'm going to know exactly what it is once I see it. And I don't want to see that black SUV pull up. And I see that 6'9", 275-pound frame. Is that your house? 
pull up in front of my house and say, hey, so I, uh, you know, I, do I have a good LeBron in person? I don't have a good LeBron. LeBron's not easy to do. That's a hard, that is a yeah. hard voice to do. It's not many people do a LeBron. I'm just saying, you just gave LeBron's wife a nickname. You called her Havana. It. I said Savannah. No, you called her Havana, which is, is it's that the, what she said in your it's phone? The lisp. It's the lisp. Is that what she said in your phone? Is? What? You know what? We're missing the point that I loved seeing Bronny James's mom and dad front row being very supportive of him in his high school game. Sierra Canyon played St. Vincent St. Mary, which is it's a, it's an amazing story to actually have LeBron watch his alma mater um, lose, of course, to Sierra Canyon. But uh, Bronny James having an incredible night uh, for not only, you know, adding more stock to his name, if it even needed any more stock in general, but a uh, big win for Bronny this past week. And what else do we have? I think the only one that I have left, we discussed Luca earlier um, within this past, uh, with, within, within earlier in the episode. So shout out to Luca. Hopefully he'll be able to heal from that uh, fairly quickly. This is one of the bigger names we've discussed this past season. Um, thankfully it's not for the, for an injury that's going to take him out for the next few months, but he will um, be missing the next few games from Dallas. Um, some good Atlantic division battles and a matchup versus Milwaukee very soon. So um, shout out to Luca. He will be missed for Dallas as they go up and play uh, some good teams for these next couple of games. But with that, let's hit to all around the world. Damn futsal shuffle came out before damn. Hey man, can I say this now? I mean, you might. As, I mean, you might as well. Can we, can we discuss futsal shuffle? Shit trash. I'm not. I'm not about to be. I'm not here for this, bro. Like this is like, I do. I love Uzi, man. Okay, but at some point, we gotta put our foot down. I want to. I want to like it a lot more. I wanted to like it. I really did, bro. But. I'm not hitting that. That shuffle's a little bit too. I, lo- I love some jit dances. Don't get me wrong. I love the jit dances, but this is a little bit too. This is a little bit too jit. Yeah, my body don't even move that quick. Man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't move. I can't move that fluid. I can't move that fluid, Uzi. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, nah, bro. That's that ain't happening, man. I just, just, just drop some fucking hits, man. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna wake up and the song's not gonna be on Apple Music anymore, you know. Oh, if if that if that happens, if that happens, I'm just like, you know what, you know what, forget it. You know, what, just, you know what, just forget it. I don't know if it's a drama and canon thing. But you know what? We can move forward. We have we have new kings of the Jits. We got Roddy Rich. We got um we got Pop Smoke. We got we yeah, we we yeah, we we, 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 have, king, we have new kings of the Jits. We're good. Kings of the Jets. How old is Pop Smoke? He's what, twenty? Is he? Yeah. All right. It's old. It's an old ass on a twenty year old, right? Nah, that nigga, that nigga look thirty two, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 don't disrespect the big woo. Oh no, I like Pop. I like Pop. Don't get, don't get it twisted. That, that's not a disrespect. I'm just saying, nigga, look old. This nigga was born in ninety nine. You fucking kidding me, nigga? I'm telling you, this born ninety nine, bro. I'm telling you, she getting, getting crazy. I remember, I remember things vividly in ninety nine, bro. So that's just weird to me. We're gonna have. We're gonna have a lot more rap stars that had to learn of nine eleven through a textbook. I have to, I have to get that into my head. This nigga was born in ninety nine, dude. No, he do look old as fuck though. 
not like an old nigga, not like an old man. I'm just saying he looked like he don't look like he's fucking 20. All right, tonight we've got six games that are going on in the NBA. Not too much that is being televised. We have a TNT doubleheader of the Los Angeles Lakers up against the Indiana Pacers. This is not a Taco Tuesday game for L.A. as this is not in the Staples Center, but they will be in Indiana playing the Pacers. So that will be at 7 o'clock on NBA TV, followed by the Phoenix Suns up against the Los Angeles Clippers. So that will be on at 1030 on NBA TV as well. Uh, Wednesday night, we have nine games that are out in the association. We have the ESPN doubleheader of the Miami Heat going up against the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia once again at seven o'clock. I will do my best to not think too much about this game because the game that I am going to be thinking of a whole lot And we'll be discussing next week through our holiday episode, which we will have two very special guests next week. Um, Next week, the 28th, will involve the Heat and the 76ers actually playing in the American Airlines Arena. And it will be the first return of Josh Richardson to South Beach. That's not a story. I mean... Fool you on the thing, and I would hope I would hope you have a good storyline for the best player on the 76. That's not a story. Thing. Nobody's gonna care about this. They're probably gonna feel they even played there. We will see that happen sat- next Saturday night, but tomorrow night at seven o'clock, you will have the Heat up against the 76ers advance, man. in Philadelphia once again. After no, that, you will have no, 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 stop all this, man. I can't believe you said that, man. What? I'm over here thinking that game's about to happen tomorrow, nigga. No, that's not that's happening next Saturday. Tomorrow night is the Heat and the Sixers in Philadelphia. 20 games and shit, man. Come on, man. What's good, man? Just because it's fucking Josh Richardson. You know what? You know what? Continue. After that will be the Boston Celtics playing in Dallas against the Dallas Mavericks, 930 on ESPN. Of course, no Luka Doncic, but you will still have Kristaps Porzingis going up against Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the Boston Celtics as they have continued to stay atop of some of the best teams of the Eastern Conference as they are 17 and 7 currently. Uh, was originally number 2 within these past few games, but now have dropped to number 4 in the Eastern Conference. We're still juggling between Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia, of course, which they're tied as we are recording, and Boston as your top four. Outside of that, you have the Golden State Warriors going up against the Blazers at 10 on League Pass. The Orlando Magic going up against the Denver Nuggets. Who knows? We'll be able to see some Vucevic going up against Nikola Jokic. So that'll be a nine on League Pass. And um, I believe that is mainly it for Wednesday. Thursday, we have four games. Our TNT doubleheaders will involve the Los Angeles Lakers going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. As we record right now, both 24 and 3. I'm sure that may change for either one of these two teams before they head into Thursday night at 8 o'clock. But that will be a very good game. You have your number one team in the Western Conference going up against your number one team in the East. And you'll see Giannis going up against Anthony Davis along with LeBron James and his entire supporting squad of the Los Angeles Lakers going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. Unfortunately, I think Eric Bledsoe is out for the next few weeks because of an injury, so he will be missing. But Giannis more than capable to hold things down as the Lakers play the Bucks on Thursday night, followed by the Houston Rockets going to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Clippers. So a lot of Kawhi and Paul George going up against James Harden, who knows the game that he likes to have. 
have out when he is out in California. So we will see that as that happens 1030 on TNT as well. You have two other games outside of that, the Jazz and the Hawks 730 on League Pass. The Nets and the Spurs, 8.30 on league pass as well. December 20th, you have 10 games, the highest games that we have within this uh, within this week of the NBA. Our ESPN doubleheaders that we have, the Dallas Mavericks going up against the Philadelphia 76ers at 8 o'clock on ESPN, followed by the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans going into Golden State to play the Golden State Warriors at 10.30 on ESPN. ESPN. Golden State Warriors still at the bottom of the Western Conference, but now as they have D'Angelo Russell back, uh, Draymond is not 100% alone in all of this. There have been some rumors of trade talk that has come from D'Angelo Russell, but I believe all of those have been pushed back or or pretty much fell back completely as um, those trade talks simmer down. Uh, You have the Magic going up against Trailblazers, 10 o'clock on League Pass, Timberwolves, Nuggets, 9 o'clock League Pass, Suns and the Thunder, 8 o'clock on League Pass. The New York Knicks going to Miami to play the Miami Heat, 8 o'clock on League Pass. And outside of that, many different games scattered out. On Saturday, you have nine games. Nothing that is truly big as far as televised, but you have the Houston Rockets in Phoenix against the Phoenix Suns on NBA TV at 9 Blazers and Timberwolves, if you want to see some Carl Anthony Towns going up against Sean Whiteside, that is at 10 o'clock on League Pass. The Los Angeles Clippers play the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio once again at 8.30 on League Pass as well. We've seen the San Antonio Spurs close out the Clippers before. Who knows if they'll be able to do it once again. Uh, you have a slaughter of the Milwaukee Bucks and the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden this time at 7.30 on League Pass. Um <laughs> If you want to see, if you want to see some more um, of a good week that Bradley Beal had last week, um, they are going up against Philadelphia 76ers in Philly, seven o'clock on League Pass as well. And you have Sunday night, December twenty second. As we get very closer to Wednesday and our five Christmas games, we will have five Christmas games on Sun. We will have five regular games, not five Christmas games on Sunday night. A TNT uh, and holy shit, how am I screwing this up? An NBA TV doubleheader on Sunday, December twenty second. As the Los Angeles Clippers go to Oklahoma and play the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, this should be Paul George's first return back to Oklahoma since the trade of this summer, of course. And you have the Denver Nuggets out in L.A. at the Staples Center going up against the Los Angeles Lakers at 930, both of those games on NBA TV. So some exciting basketball as we get much closer to Wednesday. It's going to be a good time, man. I know I'll be ready. I just wish you wouldn't put your communist Miami Heat information mid promo. How's it commun? How's it communist? Talking about a game that's in twenty twenty. It's it's next Saturday. We're gonna discuss it next week. Yeah, I know, Mark. I know, but you make everything sound off. And what I make everything sound off. <laughs> you know what? Shout out, shout out to Dakota Smith for coming on once again. 100%. Officially an RSPN G League correspondent, and hopefully we'll hear a lot more as things with the G League heat up. And, of course, you and I have a lot more G League to watch. Now, next week's episode will highlight our Christmas week, our Christmas games that are going on in the NBA as well. Uh, but two special guests that we will have next week. You will have Justin Davis. We'll have OG Johnny 5 on with us next week. Yes. I am already preparing to hear much conversation of the LWO, 
So I am mentally preparing my brain for a lot of that. But also we will have another debut, uh, another RSPN debut of a guest that we will be having. You have heard him on the A-Show numerous times. And I have, he has specifically heard my pain when it comes to playing him in WWE 2K, when it comes to me, J5, and himself. Um, but a big part of the WWE NXT team and the WWE Performance Center, we will have Cornell Gunter on with us next week hey. as he and J5 come through to discuss some highlights of this past month and what we are expecting to see within this next week of the NBA and our Christmas Day game. So that will be an exciting moment for us on RSPN as we close out the decade and go into 2020 within the Alpha Sport. Now, with that said, Jeff, you have anything else that you want to have anything that you want to plug out before we, before we jump on out of here? Uh, make sure you go to RNC Radio, Big Cartel, cop the T-shirts. Um, they're still for sale. Um, Lookout is back. RSPN is the greatest basketball podcast on the fucking web, on streaming. Confirmed, uh, confirmed multiple times last week, of course, by times. AMP and the REO podcast team. I'll keep confirming. I'll keep confirming. Um, come on, you Spurs. Spurs? Yeah, the real Spurs. The real Spurs? Who's the, the fake Spurs? Spurs? The fake Spurs? San Antonio. The real Spurs? Tottenham. Ah, Tottenham. Okay, 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 okay. I understand. I understand. Hey, we're getting, we're getting closer to... Uh, we're getting close to that Miami debut. I know, I know. And still no kits. Where the hell are these damn kits? They're, they'll 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 get some soon. I think y'all's first. Can we all play first? Um, Is it like March or something? Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. They announced y'all's first matchup already. I just want to see these kits, bro. The kits are gonna be hard. Kits are gonna be, gonna be highly excited. I'm gonna be walking around wearing soccer jerseys. I'm I'm hype. I'm hype. It's the best best jersey in the world. All right. With that said, y'all, we're out. We'll see y'all next week for the holiday episode. Shout out to Dakota. Thank you for coming on again this week. Uh, We will see y'all for Christmas. It's a happy holiday.